Podcast Spotlight, the offshoot series of the Economical Rice Podcast designed for podcast fans and brought to you by podcast fans. I'm your host, Danny, and today I am excited to be able to have an up-and-coming local podcaster, Farkin Anwar of the Do Not Click. Farkin, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Good to be here. Yeah, so Farkin, for those in the audience who are not familiar with you and your podcast, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Me, basically. Um, so I'm 28 this year. I'm a full-on videographer. Uh, that's what I study. I graduated from Republic Poly in Diploma in New Media. And after that, I started working in production houses. That's that's my forte, doing videos, essentially. Mm. So while, while I was doing all these videos, I started, out, I started experimenting with uh, YouTube videos first. I, I did a couple of street interviews with mm. my friends. Uh, and I realized that that's the format that I like. Uh, most which is like talking to people, hmm. uh, be it random people or celebrities or whatever. But I I, I enjoy the interaction with talking to people, so I enjoy the format of uh just talking, essentially like a talk show. So this was this is back when you were still in RP, is it? Uh, I would say when I uh after NS, after graduate of RP, after NS, and I started uh working in these production houses because mm. then I had access to equipments, mm. so I use. Sneakily use all this equipment <laughs> uh, to do uh, all this off offshoot uh, for my site uh, YouTube projects. Okay, so yeah. what what kind of uh, topics did you did you question these people about? It depends on the times of the year. So if it was Halloween, uh, it, we did like you know Halloween special. Mm. So and then sometimes on a casual day, it would just be random topics like uh, friends or lovers or you know just general subjects like love and all that. Right, something. The people, uh, I mean, casual street people can relate to. Yeah, okay. and they'll, they'll be happy to talk about. Oh, yeah, maybe like TV shows, favorite comic characters and all that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a no-brainer that like, since I have all these video uh, skills, okay, mm. you know, I can, um, I'm very good with editing, uh, doing special effects, doing 3D stuff. Um, so as years goes by, those interviews, those three interviews that I did would never see the light of day right, because it was never... A serious thing. It was just um, something for me to do on the side because I have a full nine to five job, mm. and I wanted to be at least a bit productive in my life. Mm. <clears throat> so, and then there came the, like the evolution of social media, where everybody wanted to be a YouTuber. You know, <laughs> there's like this uh, search of you know that, like the smart locals yeah. are doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, a Wild Banana. There's uh, NOC, mm-hmm. uh, Nine Hour Cinematic. So. There's all this, there's this search of YouTubers where everybody is getting famous. So hmm. it's like, so now it's like you are compete, essentially competing against the world. So I've never been, I never thought that I would be interested in doing a podcast. And uh, if it wasn't for wrestling, I would have never gone, I probably would have never gone into it. Hmm. And uh, I would probably wouldn't have even start, started the my own podcast in the first place. Yeah, so yeah. so so talk to us a little bit about that. What, what do you mean by if it were not for wrestling? How did a wrestling figure into this whole podcasting transition? So, res- I've been a wrestling fan all my life. Um, these wrestlers, uh, aside from wrestling, some of them have started to dabble into podcasts as well. Mm. So, uh, Chris Jericho is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that the first podcaster... That's paved the way for wrestlers podcast would be Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Hmm. That's his name. Uh, you probably won't be familiar with it. Hmm. But if, do you know who CM Punk is? Yeah. Okay, if you know CM Punk, basically Colt Cabana is CM Punk's best friend. 
Oh. Yeah, so back from the indies. Back from the back from the indie indie era. So uh, oh. during uh, their independent days. Okay. So Coke Cabana, he's actually very very he's prob- probably the most popular independent wrestler. So uh, after the success of uh, Coke Cabana, it, it became a source of avenue for a lot of wrestlers. Um, so as a fan of uh, of wrestling, I enjoy I enjoy the the aspect of uh, getting in. To see the la- their lives away from wrestling, hmm. so I enjoy listening to to wrestlers' background, listening to uh, how they achieve their success, and uh, and I get to know more of them through the pod to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I immediately can become a better fan of a uh, better fan of them. Yeah, yeah. So so in the aspect, I enjoy how Chris uh, he extracts information from these people. You know. Uh, how he break them down? Oh, how do you get into this? What what? Uh, tell us about the beginning of your life. Mm. And all of them has have you know most of them has uh, have very amazing stories. You know how they achieve their success because yeah. it's really a struggle. Because you, so I wouldn't say I can relate to them because as a Singaporean, the way we live our lives and the way people in the states live their lives is uh very very very, very different mm. because they they move out of their house. From very young, we Singaporeans don't have that. You know, we yeah. we live with our parents. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, HDB prices is very high. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing to see, to to learn, uh, about about you know things that normally in our bubble or in my bubble mm. we don't get to see. Yeah. Yeah. And in the aspect, I feel like it's like reading a book, but in a span of my short commute from my home to work, and I, I get to learn a lot. I feel like. It's, it's a more effective way of uh, learning and uh, like, and I feel like it's, a, it's like the next evolution to reading. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I agree, man. It's like, because as you said, you know, wrestling is this very, um, it's sports entertainment, right? It's a very scripted program. Everything is predetermined. So what you see on the screen is very rarely what you actually, what, what the, the, that wrestler or that superstar, that person is in real life. Yep. So then when you listen to all these shows and you listen to the, their stories, how they became who they are and you know, yeah. what they think about how, how the company is moving or where it's, it's going, it's it's quite quite interesting. Lah. But um, in terms of your podcast, right? So what I've noticed also is that you tend to use a lot of social media to sort of uh, push your podcast out there. So can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, so back uh, to my previous job in Venda Boxing Club, Mm. Uh, Venda, I was a bit of their social media guy, I would say, because I I take pictures and I I'm in charge of taking care of their Instagram. Mm. So in that respect, I start to started to learn more about the the use of uh social media for marketing. Mm. So I help is I help to promote the club with the social media, right? So it's more of like understanding okay what works with the. Uh, with the fans of social media, how how can I increase the following? And in, in that regard, I do enjoy. It's like a whole new thing for me, lah. So you know this this social media thing. Hmm. So I I feel I could become a social media um marketer marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So um so I enjoy promoting the club through the social media, and that's where I basically built the foundation to understand uh the social uh media uh, the the different uh, changes in it, the uh, how how what people react, what people like, what people don't like. Uh, so that's basically uh, so basically that was the that was the foundation. Mm. Um, and 
it's definitely a very very important thing for my podcast because you if I did the podcast without ever promoting it nobody would know about it you yeah. know it would just be my circle of friends listening yeah. to it yeah and i i owe the the guests uh a bit of effort in promoting it because that's what that's what is i essentially promise them to get to share their stories to the world mm. right so of course i do want as much people to listen to my podcast as possible so i do whatever it takes to uh to get as much reach as possible mm. so Uh, there was a lot of uh, l- learning how to boost your post. Uh, the the good thing about my podcast is that the the guests themselves have their own reach. Mm. So that was a big factor in for me uh, boosting my followers and uh, like ha- getting even more reach because they after doing the podcast they will promote it, they mm. will share it with their followers, and then the followers be listening to it, and that's how they discover my podcast. Mm. So it's actually. I'm leeching off them lah. <laughs> if you, that's what you want to say, uh, but uh, the the good thing about my podcast is that I'm dealing with people with a high reach, so it's very easy for me to to get my podcast out there because they always share. Most of them always share uh, the the podcast to help me out. Yeah. Um, but it's also um, the product has to be good good as well. Mm. Um, and it's also I have to do my own uh, research on how to uh. You you can't just boost the post without knowing what who your demographic are, because a lot of my guests are appeal to different de- the different demographics. Hmm. If you notice, um, I'm I'm doing less and less media cop stars because, um, a lot of my followers are young kids and they know they don't know who Kamit Singh is. They do, they <laughs> don't know who. Sheikh Haikal is they don't know who Jin Denker is mm. or they don't know who Martens are. Yeah, you know the DJs Martens. Yeah, they know who the social media stars are. They know who is uh, Belly Belly Jelly. Mm. They know who is Benjamin King. Mm. Uh, whoever is in tune or have their pulse on the on the young teens of uh, social media. <laughs> so if if I was to promote a vid a podcast with a uh, A veteran, for example, like a media cop star. Yeah, I have to ensure that my demographics are people like my age who grew up watching Channel Eight shows, Channel right. uh, Channel Five shows, uh, who are more familiar with them. Right. Uh, so young kids will not be familiar with them. So, and if I do a podcast with like Benjamin King or uh, you know John Chua from the Samilos, I have to uh, if, and if I want to boost the post, I have to make sure that you know the age range is within their demographics. Hmm. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of uh, statistics, you know, for, but it's, it's also a hit or miss. You know, you can't be you can't be accurate all the time. So yeah. it's also a trial by fire kind of thing where you have to learn, uh, but the hard way how to promote. Yeah. Yeah, um, and not every episode will appeal to everyone. So you will sometimes my episodes only appeal to their fans, mm. their, to their own demographic. So so despite them being all more more towards the millennial demographics, they still have uh, their specific interests yeah. yeah so it's also but the good thing is that i'm i try to cater to everyone so each week i'll try to have a different flavor hmm. so uh, as much as it's about them it's also finding the middle ground on how i can connect all the guests together hmm. so that it is universally accepted by all my guests hmm. yeah it's a uh... Very tough, lah. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 people say, "Oh, you just do podcast, just interview, lor." Like, no, there's so much more behind yeah. the scenes work that you don't really realize. Yeah, there's so much to uh, to take uh, note of. You know, there's uh, so much going on. 
Yeah, man, that that is actually very fascinating because, like, from my personal experience, build, doing like all these behind the scenes stuff. Also, a lot of the stuff you mentioned about like trial by error, playing around with different demographics, trying to find topics or guests that can you know appeal to the most uh, to, to your listeners the best, right? I think that's something that uh, a lot of content creators share, like the same kind of a uh, struggle, right? But um. So before we talk about the podcast, right, I just want to touch on this. So I've listened to a bunch of your episodes and throughout you've mentioned that there's one particular celebrity that you have in mind that you <laughs> is on the top of your list. So Jamie Yo. A Fiona. A Fiona. Both of them la. Fiona and Jamie Yo. Both of them, right. Yeah. So then you are approaching your fiftieth episode already. Mm. Is there any chance that you'll get them before? Uh <laughs> it's really hard. Um because the 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 guests all the guests I'm doing are all people with very, very busy schedule. Mm. So yeah. especially people like Fiona Sia who's fresh off crazy rich Asian <laughs> is I, I, I doubt I have to she would and she's doing like all this mag if you look at the Instagram she's doing all these magazines where you know she's where it's like five hundred thousand of people who buy those type of magazine. So I, I I don't think she'll be open to the idea of doing it yet. Which to me is the it's okay because I'm it's all about the process. Hmm. And I feel like I'm still raw as a conversationalist. Hmm. Yeah, as a podcaster, I'm I I'm still growing because I didn't start out as with a MC background or a host background where I'm that charismatic yeah. of a person. Yeah. I'm very introverted by nature who's trying to claw his way out to be an extrovert mm. uh, by nature. Yeah. So it's this itself is a therapy for myself and it's uh from episode one I've definitely grown right now as a person. Uh I try to connect with my guests on uh or to their wavelength. Uh before even for guests like I've never met uh in my entire life I would strike uh conversations with them right up to the date of the podcast. Yeah. Just so that we have a bit of chemistry and build a, a bit of a rapport. Mm. Yeah. So I I feel like I made a mistake of doing such a lot of big stars at the start of my podcast. Um uh, because I, I was very I was very, very green. Mm. So and because they look at my lineup, oh I have all these celebrities done and then when they when they did my podcast then I, I felt like they could have might have been a bit more disappointed with my performance because <laughs> because like I said I I'm not I'm not a born charismatic person yeah you know? I, I I'm not a trained host or trained MC where I can just uh, strike a conversation with someone yeah I my skills is that videos and audio yeah I, I do I'm a very technical person uh which to me is like I'm doing this for the journey and I've grown as a person I have grown as a as a podcaster and I feel like I want to secure more of these prominent guests when. Uh, I've cut my teeth a bit more with the podcast. Maybe a few years down the road. Yeah, yeah. My I'm planning to do this for a very long time. So there's the excitement of like you know trying to secure a guest, but not really having to get them. Uh, now I'm I'm very okay with that because hmm. I'm like I said every I I grow better uh, after every guest, and the more I do it, the more the better I become. I feel like I've killed. The podcast for uh killed I me. Mean, it's very good. I, 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 my the, my recent podcast have been very good because I've been connecting with them. Yeah, and I've been uh uh we we have fun basically. Yeah, then that's the whole point of doing the podcast. I've I've tried uh the most important thing uh we have fun all, with all my recent podcasts and I feel that that's very important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Oh my god, your your experience, man. I I totally I totally get what you're talking about because I'm an introvert myself, and then. When I started out this project, I, I imagined it as, you know, a bit of it was for that sort of self-development in terms of like pushing pushing myself to go out and, and go and research these topics or go out and get guests and talk to them and, and stuff like that. And at the start, it was a lot of just cold calling, random emails and stuff like that. And you, you, you know, most of the time, they, they don't respond at all. Yeah. But some, sometimes... It can be a bit demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, you know, when, 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 they, when they come on and then they, you talk to them and they start to open up and yeah. you get, you're able to... They are to, more human. Yeah. yeah. But I don't... I never took rejections personally because... I, I think that's, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah because uh, for a fact that um, I have nothing to offer them. I, I look at it as them doing me a favor mm. a lot of it is them doing me favors because their instagram reach is like way way ahead of mine yeah you know like w- they could have been doing a a, a article with uh, eight days magazine so why would they spend their time with my podcast you know right, right. so I, I always see it as a courtesy and a as a as a favor yeah you know you know i actually when when i first started i also had that kind of view and and it, it's really, uh, I would say it's, it's really mature that you have this perspective that like, you know, you, you understand that, you know, you're actually, <laughs> you're actually asking them for a favor when, when you want to bring them on as a guest. Mm. Right? I feel like sometimes the bigger guests, I, I might be belittling them, them a little bit. <laughs> because for, like, you know, I feel like it might be a downgrade for them to do my podcast. I, I'm not trying to insult my podcast or trying to, uh, you know, belittle my podcast. Or right, right, but right. It's, it's a matter of, I've been only into it for one year. Yeah. To me, it's like, it's the nature of the beast, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's, that's just how it is. Yeah. It's just facts of life. You know, my podcast is, if, if my podcast has been around for 10 years, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have mine. Yeah. You know, because I've done all this, you know, uh, years and years of, uh, you know, cutting my teeth. Yeah. But it's only been one year into it. So, it, the patience, having the patience to do it is, is yeah, it's, it's very important. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, yeah. I, you shouldn't just rush uh, you know, success or like trying to build a a great podcast. Yeah, it has to be time, and you know, connecting with the audience. Yeah, that that's 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 what I think I find very admirable in in what you do because you actually enjoy the process. I mean, you have this vision of like one day I'll be able to interview Fiona here, or one day Fiona here will be begging to come on my podcast. <laughs> 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 but but at the same time, you acknowledge that you know at the moment you're you're still in the process of. Working, working your skills, building yeah. up the other the, the I, fan base. I have to admit, lah, I yeah. do have a chip on my shoulder because yeah. sometimes, I, I I wouldn't say even though I take it, I don't take it personally. Uh, I would say that it's still a driving force. Sometimes, like oh, they reject me. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they are gonna be. I, I tell myself, <laughs> okay, they are, one day they are gonna be begging to do my podcast. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't take it personally. You know, yeah. it's just I have to use it as a fuel. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like my motivation. You know, if I if I I'm not motivated to this, then it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, exactly, and I think I think that's that's like the best way to respond. Already, it's like you know, if you go out and and you you cold call like or you, or you send like a hundred emails to a hundred different people and all of them reject you and you just say like, oh, no one wants to talk to me. I better just stop now. That's it. Yeah. That, that 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 doesn't do anything. Yeah. But then if you say like, oh, you know, maybe they're too busy or whatever, I just go and email another hundred more. Yeah, right. And then that's how you progress and grow, and then you you develop and build and yeah. And yeah I think I think that's a that's a, that's a, that's a, a great way to sort of build yourself uh, as as a podcaster. Like, as one one thing you mentioned about being an introvert, mm. this is the best thing about podcast, right? Because I don't have to feel my face. Yeah. 
the first podcast we're going to do is uh, Talk is Jericho by the uh, famous WWE wrestler Chris Jericho. Jericho. Although he now has many, many different projects, mm. as you've mentioned. So to start with, right, um, before we get into the episode that we're going to talk to, which is about uh, with the, the interview with Paul Stanley, right, the mm. guitarist and singer of KISS, um, why don't you describe like what this show is about? Or maybe what makes Talk is Jericho special in your view? Okay, so Jericho, he's a... F- He's not just a wrestler, he's a rock star. Mm. And he's a fan of comedy, he's a fan of paranormal stuff, mm. uh, of scary stuff, or horror. And his show encompasses all his interests. Mm. He's interviewed, obviously he interviews wrestlers, he interviews uh, rock bands, he interviews uh, rock legends, uh, he interviews comedians. So it's, And all this is all something that he likes to do. Mm. So I like the fact that He's doing what he likes, you know. There's a simple, simple way to put it. Yeah. Uh, that that podcast of his is just a, is an extension of his self, because his fans who love him for who he is would also love him for all his interests. Mm. So he, someone like him travels a lot, right? And so he records all this behind the scenes. Where, uh, for example, okay, so he has a show. Later on at 5 p.m. in the afternoon. So at, at 1 p.m. he's doing this interview with this guy. Mm. So he's talking about, oh, uh, how are we going to plan for the match? Or uh, how, what was the combination of getting making this match happen? If mm. it was a very, very big match. Mm. And then you and then you see that match. You just you just watch the wrestling match. Or you just watch the rock show. And then you listen to what's ha- happening behind the scenes. I feel like that's so it, uh, entertaining for me mm. like you don't just see the product you see what goes on behind the product yeah. and I, I've always been a great behind the scenes fan mm. yeah, so there's a lot of like you know they share a lot of secrets here and there but for me who's someone who's very in tune with wrestling they are very casual about the rocky road uh, to get there you know the politics behind the scenes what happens so mm. it, it, so you see that okay so despite despite him or wrestlers attaining all this success you know there's always that uh that that catch you know there's always a pro- um roadblocks that gets them in a way you know the struggle the struggle know. the struggle so yeah. I re- so one thing that I realized that everyone struggles like there's there's even Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock mm. they you you see them with all their title belts and all that but behind the scenes and you know the culminating to their to their success there's always they share oh. I went through this, I went to depression, and I went to, you know, this. so it's, it's never a smooth sailing road for any one of them. Yeah. And that's to me the best, for me to relate to that as a, as a casual uh, you, Singaporean. Because you feel like they're human, I, I, yeah, right? I, yeah. I feel like, oh, these people are, these giants of superstars are just someone just like myself. You know, they mm. have insecurities, they have their own, uh, they, they go through depression, especially. Mm. It, it makes, uh, it makes me, me, uh, look at them in a more human level. Mm. Uh, just like my guests, just just yeah. like Jean and just like uh Hosen, mm. uh, just like yeah, Shaykhaikel and that. So it it feels that Jericho brings that human interaction to this uh life uh, larger than life superstars yeah. to me, and I feel like I br- I bring that sometimes to my listeners because they do they say through their feedback as well. Oh, I I like this show because I I never knew that they are. I never knew these people got depression. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they yeah. they tell me the same thing. Yeah. So it's I feel like it's very important to have depths depths uh, for every every type of character. Mm. So it's it's good to know that someone like Stone Cold has depression. Mm. It feels good to know that someone like Stone Cold 
Well, no, no, not say, not say good in like a you, you, you yeah, enjoy yeah. it, like, no, but, no. but good in but, like but a to, comforting. But, yeah, comfort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Comforting is a yeah. great word. Yeah. Comforting to know that, uh, it, you know, someone like me can reach success just as someone like that. Mm. You know, so and that's the, uh, always been something that I wanted to do, like with my podcast, where I wanted to to share that. Hey, you know, I'm just like any one of you. Mm. You know, if given the right circumstances. You could have been just like me, you mm. know, and that's always been the message. Mm. Right circumstances, the right actions. Yeah. What, so what, what you do. It's it's actually for me aside from uh, for Jericho's podcast, aside from all the 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 themes and all the different guests from different walks of life, mm. uh, you know, and uh, learning about all their different struggle to reach where they are. Mm. The most important thing is about the human interaction and just to know that even Paul Stanley is human, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's good to see the human side of them. Yeah. Yeah. This. Despite how how much people look at them as gods, you know, yeah, you know that they can't walk down Orchard Road without a swarm of fans, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, trying to get autographs and all that. But they they do, you know, uh, they do cry, you know, mm. which which is very comforting. Yeah, yeah, I I, I completely agree with uh, all the stuff you said, and I think also that. That look into what into that human interaction, right? Getting to to know these celebrities or people a little bit better on a more human, uh, more relatable level. I think that's what is uh, the big draw to all these kind of interview podcast, shows, right? right? Yeah, Pod- yeah. Podcasts as well. But um, so I just have, I just have to point out. But for Chris Jericho, you know, you mentioned how we are both introverts, right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Jericho. I, I I don't know if just if it's just on screen, but even on the podcast, he sounds like the most extroverted guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> and and I think he's just very naturally, uh, uh you know, you talkative and stuff like that. I really know? feel that's the difference between his professionalism and my professionalism. <laughs> because these people, if you are a really good host, you won't you won't be able to show it, and the, you won't be able to see it. Yeah, because you can't be showing your introvertness. In your presentation, sure, because yeah. pe- people want to see a good product, you know, yeah, and yeah. that's, I, I'm pretty sure he is introvert, but he just he hides it very well, you know, mm. you know, uh, be it a live show or you know in a wrestling ring, mm. you can't sh- you can't hesitate, and that's that's one that's why he's the best because right. he doesn't hesitate, but I'm sure he does. Yeah, he 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 says all the time how he gets jitters before he comes out to the ring. Uh, you know, or uh, uh, the panic before a match or mm. something. There's all that, but you don't see it in the presentation. Yeah, and that's to me the shows the professionalism between him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then you know when we're talking about this guest that he has on right for this episode, it's uh Paul Stanley. So you mentioned how you know you want to see you want to see behind the scenes, you want to look behind the 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 product, the final product that is delivered. With Paul Stanley, this guy is. A legend, <laughs> a legend, living legend in 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 the in in the music industry. Um, as one of the members, core members of Kiss. So, if you don't know who Kiss are, they're this rock band from way back. <laughs> the face painting. If you, you don't know. know, if you don't know who Kiss is, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, millennials these days probably would know who Kiss is. Yeah, yeah. but you know, it's like face yeah. painting, crazy yeah. hair, crazy outfits. You know, long ass tongues and yeah. My dad's era, you know, my dad is a huge Kiss fan. <laughs> yeah, but during my dad's time, yeah. So then, you know, when you see them on stage, right, you expect them to be like these crazy, yeah. like hardcore people, yeah. right? But yeah. Paul Stanley, yeah. <laughs> as a person, yeah, as a person, he, you can't take him seriously. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this him? Is, is this that guy? He sounds like a yeah. The mystic is gone now because uh, I mean I wouldn't say gone, but I put it. 
put it in the best way possible. He sounds like an uncle or grandfather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just maybe over over time or something like that, but yeah, it's completely yeah. different from what you expect yeah. him to be uh, yeah. as a member. I feel like social media ruins a lot of things for us. La. Like, <laughs> even like it ruins a bit of wrestling for us. Yeah. When I tell my friends that, hey, I watch wrestling, their yeah. immediate response is, hey, it's fake, right? It's fake, right? <laughs> and you know, you, you can't blame them like, because of course it's fake but it, I mean it's predetermined and all that but like I said like, the, the mystique of social media has you know brought uh, you know brought this idea that it's, it's, uh, that it's, it's not real because yeah. they are always when you watch you know MMA fights like or boxing fights or that's, that's real boxing that's yeah, real yeah, MMA yeah. but I'm, I'm pretty sure like someone like Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather they themselves use wrestling in their in their ability to market themselves mm. they, even they've admitted it Hmm. Yeah, so it's it's nice to see how the universe collide, lah. You know, and how they feed off each other. Yeah, yeah. So, but I feel like I really do feel like social media takes away a bit of mystique yeah. from everything. Be I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I feel I personally think it's okay to see them as a now that they are not where Kiss has uh, retired or you know their they their best days are behind them. Mm. So. Uh, it's okay to de- to see them as humans, you know, mm. for a change, you know, <laughs> rather than the face painted. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, you you talk about like the the whole perception surrounding wrestling, right? And I just want to bring this up because I think it's very interesting. So, I used to be very into wrestling when I was like a little kid. I think I appreciate I, everyone. Is. I I, th- I think a lot yeah. of a lot of like guys who grew up in like the nineties or eighties, yeah, they they used to be big fans of that as well. Yeah, but then you know. As you start getting older, and then you know when you grow into your teens, you'll be a bit more like edgy, and you'll be a bit more rebellious. Then you start to lose that interest. But then recently, I don't know how I I I came across uh, wrestling videos again on YouTube. I think what's interesting, right, is that where we used to have this perception that oh, is it fake? Is it real? That now that we are a bit older, when you're looking back at the product again, you look at it a bit differently. You once you once you go behind the veil of like the the initial veil of like is it real or is it fake you understand that oh this is not you know actual sports wrestling right then you you sort of have a deeper appreciation of what actually goes on in terms of like the storytelling yeah. the, the scripting the how how they how they fix the matches you know the the different um characters and the different dynamics between like the the good and bad guys what they call the heels and the faces right yeah i think that's that is a very fascinating aspect that I didn't really understand when I was a kid and then when, when I'm older then then I don't know yeah you get to know more about the mechanics of wrestling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and how how important that is as a product you mm. know in terms of like why this is engaging to fans and this is why why this is yeah. why why over don't know how many you know you know 50 years or so you know sports entertainment like like the WWE is still such a huge business yeah. right it says evolve over time la, the mm. idea a fan of a wrestling fan yeah. Um, liking wrestling has evolved over time. It's not just about oh this this match is entertaining or this this wrestler is has has this charisma. Yeah. It's a lot more now uh like how did Vince McMahon create this this character? Yeah. Or like how did uh indie promotions got getting into wrestling like, yeah. or how how did this up and rising young star uh claw his way to the top? You yeah. know, it's, it's there's all, all this outside the outside the T V storytelling that helps to build the popularity of a superstar nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not just about what you do on television. A lot of it is what you do off television as well. Yeah. And some wrestlers have been very, very popular because 
not because of what you see in WWE. It's because of what they do outside of WWE. Yeah. And sometimes WWE pushes some characters because they have outside popularity. For example, uh, the biggest I would say is will be uh, Zack Ryder. I, I, I'm not sure if you know who yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he... He rose to fame after he did his YouTube show, uh, yeah. True Long, I- Long Island IZ or something. I can't remember what's his name. <laughs> but he he got popular without the machine, you know, without mm. the machine backing his backing him up, and uh, that's the but, most. But recently, most... he hasn't been doing that well. Yeah, he. The <laughs> uh, is polarizing, like He they give him the ball and they they take away the ball. Like, I, <laughs> I I don't want to be this fan where I'm, I I'm I'm just the a guy that I like to watch it in the back seat. Mm. And to me, I have my own opinions, but I feel like at the end of the day, I don't know how to run a multi-billion dollar organization. Mm. You know, I'm not Vince McMahon. Yeah. I, I don't know what the stocks are, like, you know, what investments are say, uh, investors are saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably wants the best for his show, uh, but there are, and there are a lot of things that someone like me wouldn't know about. Mm. So he should be in more podcasts, so I would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm saying that he, there's a lot of, uh, variable decisions that affect things that goes on that I probably wouldn't know about. Yeah, and, and that's that's to me what what podcast does for me now. Yeah. They help me understand what happened back then. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why 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 did this guy win this? Why did Jericho wins? Uh, won the title during this time. Yeah. and podcast help help me open up to all this. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a pretty dyna- uh, interesting dy- dynamic when you think about it, the wrestling industry, because you know, um, as you said, like. Behind the scenes or, or outside of the the ring, right? They can be doing a lot of work to get their name out, build popularity yeah. with the fans. The Rock is a big example as well. Exactly, you know, him yeah. branching out to doing the movies, Hollywood names, and now he's such a huge Hollywood star, right? Yeah, but highest then, paying actor. Yeah, but then you know, inside the company itself, inside the ring, it's actually a, a lot of what determines your success in it, like whether you'll be able to get these championship matches or not. Depends on like the upper management, yeah. Vince McMahon basically, because he gets like final say on like the story t- yeah. storytelling and who gets to be what and and this is what this is what you you say uh this is what you call earlier by saying when you when you push different uh different superstars out, outside of that, yeah. So then um yeah anyway so <laughs> that was a that was a very uh a, a pretty substantive uh sidetrack. But back to Paul Stanley, right? You know, I just want to touch on this. You know, so so. Paul Stanley, the, the the rocker, the musician. Um, what was maybe something that you found very revealing, or what what were you, what what were you thought was your biggest takeaway from listening to his interview with uh, Chris Jericho? Well, Paul Stanley's interview. This is fourth interview, I think, with Jericho. So oh, okay. yeah, that was his fourth interview. So um, I would say the biggest takeaway is how brilliant the man is. Hmm. For example, I learned a lot from him. Not nothing about music, really. It's more of like he, for example. He owns the word. He trademarked the word motion or something. <laughs> really? Yeah. So like, so whatever company that that uh use word like something something motion, yeah. That he can he's able to sue them. <laughs> so it, it it's more of how brilliant he is. Um, as a person, he understands business. He understands law. Mm. But then he's a great musician. Mm. So he's a brilliant. You can't just say he's a brilliant musician. He's a, just a brilliant man mm. as a whole. He he understands everything. And to me, the big, uh, I like the fact that a man of his stature and a man of his resources, he can do whatever he wants. Mm. Like, he want to do a kiss cruise, like, uh, which he, he has done. <laughs> like, you know, like, how his mind expands other than music. Yeah. Aside from music itself, we know he's brilliant, you yeah. know, in doing music. But the fact that he's brilliant in other things, 
So I, I just want to say that he's just a genius, lah. <laughs> that guy. He the way he thinks, the way he approaches life is unlike a casual human being. Yeah. Yeah. He, and I, you just see, oh, this guy is no ordinary human. He yeah. is. He reached the pinnacle of success, and he's the way he is because he is that brilliant of a man. Yeah. 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 yeah I think I think what was uh, most interesting interesting to me also was that, you know, at one point Jericho asked him, right? So. Is Kiss gonna do another album? Mm. Then he's like, I, I, I think <laughs> I don't want to give a definitive answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, never say never. I, no, no. I, I, I think he was. Uh, he, he had reached a point whereby he has become self-aware that you know maybe that that era has moved on already. So I mean, when 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 you expect you know someone of his stature, right? You expect maybe him. You expect you know him to be wanting to like cash on uh, or cash in on like every yeah. single bit of opportunity he can get so yeah, but I don't think he needs money lah yeah <laughs> he has too yeah. much of it yeah so I think like he he, he understands that you know they've already, passed, yeah. they've already built a legacy and they don't want to just punish it or something ruin it just for money's sake or whatever yeah. I, thought, I thought that was quite yeah. there's a poetic justice lah it's a bit there's a poet poetic way of how he leads his life yeah mm. yeah and then and then now you know each of the kids members they've gone on to do their own things and stuff so it's quite interesting development mm. to see to see how they've grown. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to move on to the second one, and this one is called "Inside of You" by Michael Rosenbaum. So similar to the first one, can you tell us a little bit about what this uh, what this podcast is about and who Michael Rosenbaum is? Okay, if you watch Smallville, you would rec- you would recognize this guy as Lex Luthor. He's okay, a, he's a he has hair now, so uh, but <laughs> you you can't miss him like You you know he's a very iconic Lex Luthor. Uh, for someone who everyone has seen as a villain. For a decade of our lives, mm. he is actually the biggest comedian. Ironically, <laughs> which I, I, which I, which blew blew me away. You know, it's like, wow, this guy is so extremely funny. Mm. And um, I'm very, I'm sad that I discovered this very, very late. <laughs> uh, when he's like forty six and all that, uh, yeah. through social media. So um, he's basically a lot of celebrities are doing this now. A lot of ce- celebrities are starting their own podcast. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's a no. I don't think it's for the money because the competition is that is very huge. Mm. But um, they they enjoy the process of talking talking to people. So I've listened to every single one of his episode. Mm. The, the um one thing that intrigues me about his podcast is that if you you were to look at my podcast, right, mm. there are names that you don't recognize, and you wouldn't you you the first thing if you look through my podcast on the guest list. The lineup. The first thing you want to do is see who's you, who are you are familiar with, yeah. and you will listen to their podcast, right? Yeah. But for him, I listened to one of his podcasts. I listened to one guy that I recognize, which is um, the Superman of that Smallville show, Tom mm. Welling. Mm. And then after, I, I enjoyed the way he interacted with the guests so much that I listened to all the guests that I'm not even familiar with. Mm. Yeah. So that's to me that that's like one takeaway that I want to have in my podcast. I want to have someone to listen to any of my guests before clicking on the guests that they are familiar with. Mm. I want them to listen to everyone and every episode of my podcast. And 
the reason why I'm so uh, in love with the way he does his podcast is a he's a comedian, hmm. so he he's extremely funny. So he uh, he's just very witty, like, You know, he he has a great comeback for every line. Yeah, and the way he. <laughs> Uh, he talks to his uh, producer, who sometimes you know off-screen rock. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 knows he, he has the listeners on the palm of his hands. Yeah. So and to me, that's that's really powerful as a podcaster. Yeah. I feel like he's very underrated, even though he's not the most popular uh, podcaster or has the most popular podcast. But I feel like that's the type of podcaster that I should be working uh, my style be towards mm. because there's I, I feel like there's potentially a lot to learn from him mm. and the way he I don't think he even recognized this he, he, this is just the way he is and this is just the way he talks to people yeah. and something there's just something about him that draws people to like him he's just a very like likable uh, person off screen on screen and uh, I feel like that's a very important ingredient which I need to find out uh, how I can implement to my my personal brand or my my stuff as a podcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what, what what I immediately noticed when I listened to this podcast was that he is very very. It, it's it's a style very similar to uh, WTF with Mark Maron. I don't mm. know if you listen to that one. Yeah. In the sense that it's very conversational. Mm. It's not really about like you know like like for example this show. It's not talking about your background. It's more more psychology, getting to exactly. know you. As a person. Yeah, yeah. So it's very back and forth. Very deep. Yeah. Where 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 this show, I'm like you know asking questions and then Farrakhan's answering. That question is more like just them talking about. It's like interview lah, like, basically. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in a very conversational style. Mm. And and when I listen to your to your show, do not click. And it, I think it rubs off. Uh, uh, quite a bit. You can you can tell the influence is there because you you do that have that sort of style as well, that mm. back and forth. You know, for example, you did one with uh Ben King, right, of uh, mm. Sam Willows. That was very conversational. I feel like that's the yeah. one podcast which I feel that I know what the identity of my podcast is about. Mm. You know, when I was doing the podcast from start, it was just oh, I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to interview people, but there was no structure or I didn't know what the podcast was gonna be. Mm. So when I did. That's the good thing about Ben because he's uh he's my classmate also. Mm. So and the good thing about him is that he he taught me a lot of how to carry him carry himself uh as a presentation on a on the on the microphone. Hmm. And I did just did that by looking uh what what he's doing uh and talking to him, not just uh uh not just because uh he did the, he did the podcast. He 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 made sure that the podcast was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So. Not to say that I don't wanna I wanna copy someone's style. That's not that. That's not it. This I find that what Michael Rosenbaum is doing is effective, mm. and and I I like it. Uh, I, I like his approach, mm. and I feel like that's a good way for me to interact with my audience. Mm. To sort yeah. of bring out so also, also like to bring out more information from the mm. guests, right? A different perspective. Yeah. So then in this episode, uh, Michael Rosenbaum has Dave Bautista. Bautista. Bautista is um. A former WWE wrestler, but nowadays he's gone more into acting, right? Mm. His guest list is mostly Hollywood stars or people he's friends with and working with. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought this was an incredible interview because, again, like like you mentioned earlier, right? Batista is this huge guy. He played, mm. for, for example, you 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 probably seen him because he he acted in Guardians of the Galaxy and Drax. as the Drax, right? This mm. huge hawking, yeah, Drax the Destroyer <laughs> guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> But then you know, when you when you when you when you listen to him on the podcast, he's like he's like saying that he used he's he used to be an introvert. He was yeah. like very socially he awkward. He was yeah. shy. You're like what? <laughs> yeah, okay. he, he's not someone you can just take off 
with a verbal abuse. Yeah. Yeah. He he it, he mentioned that he it takes it's gonna take a lot for people that you can hurl any kind of vulgarities or or offensive words to him. Yeah. It, it's very it's gonna take very little to to take him off. Yeah, he yeah. just seems like the most chill, Lo- guy. lovable, lo- lovable guy <laughs> ever, right? Yeah, and and he's like, wow, he's I, unlike, he's unlike what you see physically. Yeah, him. yeah, because physically, physically, he's daunting. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah, he's ripped as hell. <laughs> yeah, but his personality is just a, a contrast with it. Yeah, <laughs> a huge contrast. Yeah, like you know, the I, I believe he mentioned that um because Michael Rosenbaum he lives in Hollywood, right? Where where all the big actors are, mm, Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles. And then um, Batista was saying that he he doesn't stay in Hollywood because he he can't live. He, he doesn't stand the lifestyle. Rather, he he prefers to stay in uh, Florida, where it's a bit more chill and relaxed at his own pace. Yeah, so. That was, that was very revealing, yeah. I must say. Mm. Yeah, but um, you know, he 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 did bring up a lot of stories. But you know, what what were some of the stories that were more interesting or revealing to you when you listened to this? Batista. Yeah. Um, I would say he mentioned a bit about going back to wrestling. I don't want to keep talking about wrestling, mm. but he he did mention a bit about uh, he left wrestling and then he came back, right? Mm. So um. And he left wrestling even though he was uh, getting a lot of great residual checks. Mm. And then, but, and then, I like the part where he said that he went a bit poor for a while and he had to downgrade his house. Yeah. And he had to, uh, uh, you know, live a bit more carefully with his money financially yeah. because he wasn't earning anything. Mm. And then, um, he mentioned about getting a big role uh, of Guardians and all that. So, I like the fact that how he, uh, he transitioned from 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 wrestling to a brand new territory and starting from scratch, mm. and just shows that you know he he himself can make it, uh, despite people saying that you know he can't make it, you know stuff like that. So it's a more of uh, his transition from wrestling to Hollywood, and uh, you know why why did he leave wrestling mm. and all that, uh, and get uh, getting into uh character with Drax the Destroyer, mm. uh. Yeah, so that was the biggest. Uh, I feel the biggest takeaway from that. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that story. I thought that story about where he, where he talked about the transition. That, I thought that was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So was like, you know, because when when you look at these celebrities, right? Pigeonhole, right? Yeah, so, pigeonhole so, into a certain. Yeah, and and you know, you know that that stereotype of him being the big guy is one thing, but then it's like, you imagine that for for people of that stature, once they've made it in the industry, and and you know at when he transitioned over from being a wrestler to a movie star, he was at the top of the wrestling yeah. world, right? Yep. Running, leading the company alongside uh, John, John Cena, Cena. Yeah, yeah, during that time. But then, when he talks about like all these different challenges and struggles that he faced in the transition, you know, oh, I thought that was just very, very revealing in terms of mm. like the, the 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 real struggle and 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 what it really takes to like you know pursue that that dream la. You know, in in a sense that. This was that was the part where it was most relatable for me as a listener, and and I think maybe the most relatable to you as well, because you know, both of us we are in we're doing this podcasting thing in a country like Singapore where podcasting is barely a thing, yeah. <laughs> and we are we are putting in hours and hours and hours. Cowboy, man, we are cowboy. Cowboy, <laughs> the Wild West, right? Pioneer cowboy, <laughs> <laughs> doing all this work. This this like like like, but but all of this in like pursuit of a dream la. and you know this is like the the this the the struggles that we face you know because because 
at the moment, we're not making, you know, I, I don't know if you're making any money mm. out of this, but I'm not making any money. I'm, I'm not making money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing money. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have to keep up the Spotify thing and, you know, the, the website. I'm losing money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, so I could have been doing YouTube, lah, which would monetize the thing a little bit. But yeah. like I said, I try to really stay true to audio podcast, which is I want to really be on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. 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 You know, you're trying to... To, to really you 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 want to be the best you can be on that platform right yeah yeah and 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 I have the same also which is why you know I constantly do all this like I have a full time job as well so I do this on the side and it's yeah. like there are there are nights where you, you just wonder should you be doing this yeah. <laughs> what am I doing in my life <laughs> you you put like I don't know five ten hours into like the whole process you're editing this for like don't know how long it's like two a.m. at night. You're like, you want to you die already. <laughs> you know, talking yeah. about monetizing, right? Yeah. Sometimes I, you know, I I have a, a, a few sponsors to, for the podcast, like, but I don't I don't get money from it. Sometimes hmm. I, I'll be open to that. I, I got uh, other things in return, like they give me products hmm. and, uh, and you know, they, they, sh- they also have to promote, cross-promote my podcast. Hmm. I feel like I, and a lot of these celebrities like Michael Rosenbaum or uh, Chris Jericho, they monetize their podcast by doing verbal sponsorship mm. of products, which I don't know if I want to do that with my podcast because I feel like it does affect the quality a little bit. Mm. Like people will be a bit turned off from it. Like, you know, I don't want to be a... It's like you have an Instagram and then you start be the influencer where you start it's... to or give promo code or whatever. I, I don't know if that's me mm. uh, per se, but, you know, who knows? La? I mean, I... I at the end of the day, I do want to do this full-time. And if I can do it in a way where it doesn't affect the quality, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to do that. There's like other ways of like... Monetizing it. Monetizing yeah. Like Patreon or crowdfunding yeah. as well. That's yeah, another yeah, way. Right. Yeah, but... But yeah, I, I totally get it. But, but yeah, so so this is like all part and parcel of the struggle, right? Yeah. And Batista is like... You know, I don't want to say it's the same story because, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be comparing yeah. us to like Batista, but yeah. like... No way, shape, or form, like yeah. compare us to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in terms of like, like parallels, right? In terms of pursuing a dream and mm. like, like, like going through a goal, it's very, very relatable. Very relatable, and and he took like all the risk to yeah. to, to 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 pursue his like acting. He dream. threw away his wrestling dream. At, at yeah, it's like at the peak of his powers, he just jumped to a different industry. Yeah. But you know yeah. what I realized, right? Um, I w- <clears throat> from that from that note, um. That money is not everything, you know. Hmm. Like he he was getting the the paychecks every week, but he wasn't enjoying his job, hmm. and th- that's the uh, a big takeaway as well. Where you know that sometimes having millions and millions of dollars uh doesn't matter if you're not happy. Yeah, yeah. So and sometimes I wonder like if I if I in the right job. You know, are you are doing this nine to five job, but you're not happy. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I have to transition to this podcast because. I know that doing this podcast makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So that's why I feel, you know, I I could relate to him very well. Yeah, and and yeah, I I I, I totally appreciate that, man. Because like, you know, during during my day job, I'm like a auditor, like mm. <laughs> auditor. As as much as as much as I I like looking at numbers and financials and business, <laughs> I don't think anyone. Well, well, maybe for those like partners or whatever, like, I don't think anyone at the ground level can honestly say that they passionately, <laughs> passionately enjoy auditing. May, may, maybe for like five percent or like one percent of the <laughs> auditors. Like most of the time, we're just doing this because we want to like you know get better and then move up and after transition yeah. elsewhere to somewhere. 
But yeah, so I do this to sort of like keep my sanity a Sad, bit. Yeah. La. <laughs> I understand, man. Yeah, to, to like... To like Don't you want to spin your wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah living yeah. your life, you know, until you die. La. Yeah, because because there, there are days when I do that job and it's like, sometimes you have to like work work until very late and then you like, you question like, oh, why, am I, why am I still doing what's, this? What's my position on this universe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you get burned out very easily. But then, you know, you know when 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 I when I am able to unleash my sort of creative outlet into this uh, podcasting platform, it, it, it like breath of fresh air, right? Breath of fresh air, yeah, gives you sort of like you know, a a hope bit, that a you want to live. Exactly, give me hope to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this it sounds very desi- uh, dire, but it's like it, it gives you like a bit, bit of purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and and imagine that you know when when you're doing this, you know, after your day job, you're doing this and you're interviewing, you're going out, and I'm pretty sure like it, it's the same for you as well. It is, it is, it is. You're yeah. right. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah, yeah, but I guess like you know, if you go back to Patisa's story, right? So it's a little bit different in the sense that he's not like doing this sort of like um, moonlighting, hustling kind of thing, but he just gave it all up, went full time into this. He literally almost went broke doing this. Yep. But <laughs> I don't know through his like stubbornness of will or something, he some he he fi- finally managed to get that big break with uh, Drax on Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and now you know he's like all the opportunities op- open yeah. up and everything. So yeah, it's an amazing story, lah. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and it's like it's like something. It, it, it's not scripted, lah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not scripted like wrestling. It's yeah. not scripted like the movies. This is real life, real yeah. life story. I feel like you can't translate this with words, lah. If you were to read. Some this story in it wouldn't have the a same magazine, impact. yeah, in a magazine or or the or newspaper. It you won't listen to the emotion out of it, you know. So that's what I feel like. That's how I feel. A podcast is yeah. very imp- impactful. Yeah, because because when Batista himself relates the story, you can feel like all the, all the emotions behind it. Like when he when 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 he mentions all the struggle, and he mentions when he mentions when he finally gets the call that he's accepted for 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 Drex, right? That he says that how you know how he he got he broke down crying. He went back to his home. Yeah. You know he went back to tell his wife and kids. And it's like, yeah. And it's like it touches you, lah, right? Yeah. It's like like oh my god. Yeah. It's a it's, it's an incredible journey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why to me, someone like Michael uh, Rosenbaum, um, yeah, you can't capture all this in a video. You yeah. know that's that's what I feel. Uh. And it's it's amazing to me like how different every podcast is lah. Like it, it separates me from a local radio DJ where everybody everything is just it's a formula, a right? formula station in a in a in a studio. Mm. Yeah, so I that's one one part which I enjoy most about the podcast. I get to be with that person on mm. uh, you know a, a different setting or their setting, and uh, you know just. Just go with the flow, lah. You know, whatever happens, like you know, if if I, if I was doing the podcast, if I get hit by a car, or whatever, <laughs> you know, it, it's part of the story. You know? It's part of the part of the puzzle of the presentation. Part of the story, yeah. Keep it, All right, so um, I think we've uh, talked for long enough. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's been very, you know, it's been fun <clears throat> to and educational for me to to be on the other side of the. Finally, <laughs> and I, I, and I feel like I after this experience, I, I know what it feels like to be a guest. <laughs> no, because you, you've never, I've never had that experience before. Yeah. So it's it opens up like you know things like if I approach the next episode, it probably will be different. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, you, you've talked a lot about like your experiences and and what you went through, and I think it's uh, it's it's, it's very very interesting and eye opening to me as well because mm. like it, it's nice to see. 
that you know other podcasters feel the same way or have the same experience or even yeah. have the same goals that you do you know <coughs> talking about one day you want to be that person that people are yeah. begging to come on your I show. just want to be I just want to be famous <laughs> la. no la, no la. that's not that's not the purpose that's not the purpose <laughs> I yeah. want to be the first famous unseen un- faceless faceless, <laughs> faceless famous, person yeah faceless famous person <laughs> yeah yeah. but anyway thanks for coming I, I I appreciate the hustle I appreciate the grind I appreciate that you're doing it for, for thanks, the man. craft itself thanks man I appreciate yeah. you doing this as well yeah, the yeah. more people doing this the better it is for the for the in the, the podcast yeah. industry la. so yeah. I, I, I really hope and people tell me all the time oh I feel like I also want to start my whole podcast but they just didn't haven't taken the first step. Yeah, I hope that people will just just do it like, You know, just yeah. take the first step. Yeah, exactly. And 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 yeah, you know, and th- enjoy the process. That, that's why. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's why I have a show like this is which to introduce like sort of uh, local podcasters and also like to 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 show like what's around and what's what's possible. And and yeah, and it's like you know one of the reasons why I wanted to start doing podcasting in the first place because a, a, a more sort of selfish reason is that. I want more people to get started so that I can have more to listen to. <laughs> and it's been growing. Um, you know, I, I started this uh, podcast SG group in Singapore. I've mm. seen a lot more independence coming yeah, up with thanks, their own man, stuff. Thanks, man, for inviting. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see. Like, I, I thought I was alone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was the whole reason. Other for... than me, I thought that only Nathan Hatono and, uh, and, uh, and SG Show, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, John Kenshu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I, I didn't know anyone else until until I started uh, until you added me to the group. Like, yeah. Oh, got other people do podcast. Yeah. 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 So so yeah, man. Um yeah, if you're out there, you wanna start your own, please go do so. If yeah. you wanna join if, our community. Join our community. If you want tips and tricks and you want advice and you don't feel you want don't wanna feel alone, you share experiences. You can share, just go to share uh, with the community as well. Share with the community exactly. You can just go to uh, look up podcast SG on Facebook and then uh, request an invite and just hit up and, and uh, just ask any one of us. All right. Um. Yeah. So freaking thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the whole conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, uh, for people who are interested in uh, getting in touch with you or with your podcast, where can they do so? You can find me at Instagram at Farikin. Um. All my social media are all. After my name, so it's like facebook.com slash Farikin. Mm. Uh, or if you want to go to my podcast at do not click d o at d o n o t c l i q u e. Or youtube.com slash do not click, twitter.com slash do not click, instagram.com slash do not click. You can just find me, find me anywhere on social media just by searching the name. All right. Fantastic. Um, Thank you for listening. <laughs> right. So, if you like this episode, please do a big favor by sharing it amongst your friends or Share by subscribing. It, Smash that like button. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> or by subscribing to the Economical Rice po- uh, podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And, you know, subscribe to Do Not Click as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah so... Listen to this while eating rice. <laughs> <laughs> so, then uh, all the links and details to the shows discussed in this episode will be available in the show notes on the website www.economicalricepodcast.com. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback for the show, you can drop a message on the social media links in the description. Once again, this has been your host, Danny, with special guest Farrakhan at the Podcast Spotlight, the show by podcast fans for podcast fans. Mm-hmm.